spooky that one. Mm, it's good. Yeah, it's actually really good. It's not bad. Yeah, I an like old it. song. Mm. You know, I'm uh, reusing my old ideas that never, um, never made anywhere. So fully materialized. Finally, yeah. yeah, there's somewhere I can, you know, refurb not refurbish, but mm. utilize. You know, in some way. So that's good. Well, I mean, <laughs> we'll ask the um, traditional question, and then we'll get we'll get cracking. We'll start talking about some things. Uh, uh, is it is it 2019? <laughs> is it like 420? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might be. It might not be. It might not be. It might not be. It might be Wednesday, but it's not. Is it not? No. Sorry, dude. Oh man. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I, you know, I down. we're out here in my backyard. And it's very bleak. We're surrounded by concrete, you know, mm. right in the center of Brighton. Or what was the the street name that we live on? I, I can't remember. We're not telling you. Um, <laughs> but as they say, you know, the city is a concrete jungle. We're mm. in a microcosm yeah. of the city. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's out it's in the sun. Terrifying. Out in the sun. Sort yeah. Of. yeah. Seagulls flying around. Kind of. Know, terrorizing us. <laughs> trying to get on the mic. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get a guest spot. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that that music was, you know, a little bit spooktastic was, was good, I think, because, you know, we're going to be talking today about spooky things. Spooky. And it's like that Dusty Springfield song, you know? Yeah. spooky. I wish we I wish we could use that song like, you know, copyrights and all that. Yeah, well it's a shame that we don't own it. I mean, when we're <laughs> making our millions, we can buy the rights. It's all good. We can buy Dusty Springfield. We can buy Dusty Springfield. Is she alive still? <laughs> sure. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know. about her. Um, but talking about Dusty Springfield leads me on to the first question. Yes. What are your biggest fears? Oh, that's that's a big question to start with. <laughs> do you see how it? Do you see how it relates back to Dusty Springfield? Because I'm afraid yep. of um, old musicians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was from around seventies, I think. Yeah. Should be quite old by now. We're experts I believe. on Dusty Springfield, <laughs> <laughs> as you can hear. Yeah, but we don't know if she's alive or not. Still um, experts. <laughs> no one does. Um, I don't know. There are there are many fears, I guess. You know, some small, some bigger. But my biggest fears, I don't know. I think it would be something like burning in an eternal flame in hell. Mm. You know, just forever. That would be horrible. You know, or actually, maybe, maybe not even like burning. You know, maybe just something very bleak for eternity. You know, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy that um, you know, in in religion, they tell children that if they misbehave, and misbehaving is a pretty vague thing, they're going to burn for the entirety of time. Like well, if, you still, if you still Jane's pencil again, you're going to fucking burn. But there isn't such a thing as infinity, though, so how does that work? Like, does eternity even exist? You mean, you <laughs> yeah. mean does hell abide by the rules of space-time? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it must, because... Or maybe it's some, like, weird... It's some uh, weird astral plane, man. Yeah. I, I don't think it really abides by the rules of the universe. Okay. Um, hypothetically, you know. Okay, that's I think it's fine. its own entity. But then, but then yeah. also, I mean... I don't really know if the world is if if like hell is apparently this weird ethereal place then what is the yeah. universe like what what is anything what Yeah exactly yeah that's the real like <laughs> what does it mean boils down to the question like what the hell is this <laughs> Yeah I also I mean this is really weird just got a message I don't know the context it said you know how I said I was going to burn I burnt badly 
So just now <laughs> probably about the sun because it's very sunny today. Oh, or oh, so you should ask that person. Did or you burn in, in hell? hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? Yeah, maybe, maybe. What? What? So your fears are more um, physical than existential, or? Um, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I can, I, I can handle with like emotional, back, you know, an emotional um, mm. sort of frights you know uh, emotional damage or whatnot i'm kind of used to it so you're very damaged i'm already damaged there's not much more you can do yeah but uh, yeah i'm i'm just afraid like i'm not a big fan of like physical physical pain mm. you know it's not great it's not great what about you well wait let me let me guess uh you're afraid your biggest fear is that wednesday will never come I mean, it's way up there, man. But, way up there. <laughs> but I mean, I've got, I've got some. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess they also. I mean, I think, I think the whole physical thing is more scary because it's more tangible. Yeah, it's, like, it's easy to imagine. The existential ones always seem quite distant, whereas like you could imagine having your hand caught in a tiger's mouth. You know. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Like, yeah. That that's more. That I don't know. It's more like you know easy to yeah. to imagine yeah like uh for example getting mauled by a brown bear you know why That's a brown bear bit because they're like the they most scary yeah i mean brown bears are like the most uh they they just like to hurt people you know well, <laughs> like, i don't know those ones don't scare me that much though because animals really? are beautiful and you know yeah we're but all, like we're all, we're all animals we're all part of that right. giant chain right I'm not that scared of death. <laughs> okay, so death know. is not okay. Fair enough. Death, death isn't on that list. I mean, it's really weird me. for me. For me personally, I like sometimes I'm like, yeah, death is cool. You know, it's fine. It happens. You yeah, know, it's all right. But other times I'll have like a moment, just like you know, a little existential crisis almost, and be like, yeah, oh shit, like one day I will not be there anymore. That's you know, it just gives me a little like a little anxiety. I here saw a mad video which was um called Time Lapse of the Universe on YouTube. Yeah. And it's about 28 minutes long and it's this really well made and well researched video on everything well, that's going to happen. It goes into the happen. future as well. Yeah, and obviously yeah. a lot of it when it gets to the more distant parts is fairly yeah. speculative because it's like some of them are based on theories which um aren't necessarily kind of science fiction you would say. No, not science fiction because it is based on um, theories which exist, but the theories aren't necessarily true. But it's or still fiction. Though. It's still it's still fiction of a kind, yeah. But it's fiction based on things which probably will yeah. happen. A lot of them will happen, like our galaxy colliding with other galaxies, right, yeah. um, black holes forming, and basically sucking in all the matter in the universe. Um, but then a lot of it is fairly speculative. But I don't know. Um, yeah. In the video, the span of the universe is crazy. It's it's hundreds i mean it gets to a point where the number it's hard to say it's like hundred like trillion 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 yeah, trillion like 10 like, to the power of like it's crazy it's it's basically yeah. unfathomable it's absolutely insanely long yeah. and it just puts it into perspective it's like what's the point of being scared by anything or stressed because we are so lucky to have just happened to be here in this span of trillions upon trillions upon trillions of years and had things align in the right way so that mm. we can live because in another say 100 trillion years yeah, our, our galaxy won't be able to support life right. in the way it does so it's yeah, like we're, we're really lucky we should be, be very like, thankful yeah. and seize I know, the day seize the fucking I day I always think oh, I'd love to live like another 200 years but then I think 
I don't know. It's, very, it's still, it's still yeah. as well like yeah. a speck in the entirety of time. Yeah. So just enjoy it while you're here. I don't know. I used deaf used to scare me as a child. I remember like sharing a bedroom with my sister and waking up when I was like eight and being like, Faye, I don't want you to die. I don't oh. want to die. I'll miss oh, you. Oh man, that that actually reminds me of um of my little sister. She uh when she was like six years old, she came up to, uh, she came up to me. And uh, she said, a six-year-old, right? Imagine. Sometimes, like, young kids, children, they say the most obscure Well, it's shit, it's because, basically, right? they don't really understand yeah. Yeah. the But you know what she what said? And it actually, it actually made me think about it quite a lot, even to this day. She said, I'm going to miss you when you pass away. Uh, and I'm like, what? Beautiful. What if she does <laughs> first? Like, she's ready, man. She's, she's just, ready. she's ready for she's everything. She's ready for you to you know? die. She's like, yeah. I can't wait for you to go. <laughs> no, she said she's going to miss me. She sure, knows sure. she's aware that... Death know, happens. Yeah, it does. Like a six-year-old. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. Terrifying. It's terrifying. What, what, like, what's the animal? You said you love animals, but there must yeah. be at least one animal that you're afraid of. I mean... I mean, there are ones I would be hugely intimidated by if I was to come across them. I'm scared of, like... Thing in the ocean because obviously it's not. I think that yeah. that scares me because it's not our like natural yeah, it's place not. and we can't mm -hmm. traverse it that well. So if I was in the ocean, I mean, or I was in like a river and a hippo was there and it was trying to maul me, that would be fucking scary. Yeah, hippos are hippos are terrifying. terrifying. Or like yeah. sharks or anything like that, I'd be scared shitless. But also it'd be beautiful. So it'd be a very beautiful way to die, being mauled by a wild animal. That would be pretty. Yeah, gnarly way. I used to be really scared of spiders, but I've kind of gone over it a little right. bit now. Would you ever have a pet spider? I mean, ask me two years ago, I would have said no. But right. you know, I'm starting to change my tune. Probably right. not. But I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not have a pet spider. Right. So you're unbiased. I'm easy. Yeah, that's good. I'm easy. But that's my biggest stuff. fears. I mean. Yeah, I'd say being caught in the middle of the ocean, heights, I'm pretty scared of heights, although only if I feel unsafe. So I could go to any height if I felt like I wasn't going to yeah. die. But if I like climb up a tall building and there's no scaffolding, I'm a bit like, ah. Right, I know, yeah. You know, heights, and heights is an interesting one. You know, like, um, it's quite interesting how fear, you know, we have fear of things, um, like fear of heights, for example. And it, it's very interesting because... Um, of our ancestors, you know, it's it's just like a very primitive thing is, you know, fear. Like our ancestors, they could climb up a tree and fall off the tree, let's say, by accident and injured themselves. And because they didn't have medicine, that would be pretty much, you know, death. Yeah. That Therefore, you know, we um, developed fear of heights or fear of, I don't know, certain animals well, or yeah, just, just of, fear of things. It's right? kind of a useless emotion right. now almost. But, you know, interesting thing is, um, we don't really have fear of speed. Mm. Because, you know, humans back then, or like... We're restricted. Yeah, they couldn't go that fast. Like, the fastest they could go was just run. And we never really developed the fear of speed. Like, you can go 100 miles an hour, and you're fine. Like, you know, try yeah. climbing up a really, you know, big building. And you're very likely to be quite terrified. 
Yeah. It's quite strange. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, fear isn't useless because obviously it stops you doing things which do yeah. pose a threat to you and also it can make you maybe leave a situation where there is a threat, it's instinctive, but also in some contexts it is pretty irrelevant. Like when yeah. you see a spider, I mean... Irrational fear, right? Like that's a thing. Some um, Some people can be afraid of like the most ridiculous things like uh, that's, that's tom tomatoes for example yeah, like why would you be afraid of tomatoes like no idea it i think it's just sense. weird biological kind of tuning whereby the threat isn't there anymore but still mm. instinctively we have a you know fear of these things because we used to be fearful of these things yeah. and now we've developed to a point where we don't really need to be but we are yeah it's kind of like self-defense mechanism yeah i'd say i'd say one thing I've been thinking about recently, though, mm. and probably thinking about it makes it worse, is, um, so a lot of friends keep getting it, um, you've had it, fucking right. sleep paralysis, scary. scary. Sleep paralysis, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not really afraid of it, um, because I've, you know, I've, I've had a fair share of those, and I've... I've sort of experimented with it, even I had a strange phase, man. I, like, I remember I watched... I was heavily influenced by a film called Inception, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, I I just I loved it. I loved the whole like idea. I didn't know that you could lucid dream, and you know, I I started like looking into it and reading and and all that, you know. And and sleep paralysis is is actually one of the methods of achieving these mm. very strange dreams. But you know, I find it really interesting how people who don't know what it is, you know, they freak out and they're like, what? Like someone broke into my house. You know, there was some person, man, you know, standing there, just some silhouette, you know, trying to like choke me or something. And, you know, they're just like, they're, they're completely confused. And I'm like, oh yeah, you just had a sleep paralysis. I think That's if I was fine. to have it, um, I wouldn't really give a shit about it anymore. It's just like, yeah. because I haven't. It, Wait, it so what, what, what is sleep paralysis? Like for for anyone who, who I mean, might you not should know. probably tell because I've never right. had it. You okay? You've never had it. So basically, sleep paralysis is a very strange, um, very strange thing that can happen uh, randomly. I mean, there are some some things that can kind of trigger it or make it more likely. For example, my ex girlfriend would always get them if they if she slept on her back, so she wouldn't like, she would try to avoid it. But it's basically when. Uh, you wake up and your body is completely paralyzed. You cannot move. All you can do is breathe and look around. You can move your eyes and you can breathe, but you cannot move your fingers, your limbs. You just, you're stuck, right? But you're completely aware of it. And most people, you know, they panic once they reach that state. They're like, oh, what's going on? I can't move. And uh, their brain takes them weird places. Usually, um, Usually, there's it manifests as some evil entity. Most of the time, um, some sort of person, as I said, like silhouette standing in the corner of the room, and it, 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 there's just like this very menacing energy around. You know, some people feel like they're being choked, and it's kind of like very intense. Of um, you, you know, these dreams where you sort of like fall, and then just before the impact, you just jump up and you wake up. It's kind of like that, but in a you know very different way. Like some people will feel physically that they're being choked, and they will try and let's say I don't know scream, but they can't do anything. They can't even like open their mouth, and they will suddenly you know just jump 
up out of the dream and they'll be like, what the, what the hell just happened? It's a very strange thing. And I, I don't know if it's been explained why, you know, why this like negative energy, why this like strange shadow person, you know, in the, in the corner of the room. I'm not sure why. Why are like why our brains take us there, and why specifically, you know, some person mm. who's very menacing being there, and it's not like a specific person; it's just a shadow. Um, it's quite strange. I don't know. I know people get it and don't have that um, demon in their room. I had a funny one where my friend <laughs> had it, and then um, it just turned out he thought someone was in the room, and then it turned out someone was in the room but it was literally just one of his housemates like, <laughs> in, going through his like closet to look for something oh my god that's menacing scary. but that no scary. i don't know man well just, it's just I've, a scary thought you know i i actually i used to induce sleep paralysis to myself yeah why um, why what well, was the motive was it i mean i can i kind of get it like i kind of want to do it sounds sounds quite interesting it's just another yeah. experience well that's the thing all right so like uh well, I'll explain the purpose of sleep paralysis, like why it happens to your body. Is basically, oh, the seagulls. Oh my god, that's quite listen a to that. Thing. Listen to that noise, yeah. people. It's this beautiful. is like Brighton. Yeah, it's Brighton. Well, anyways, yeah. Um, the purpose of sleep paralysis is basically it's a mechanism that prevents you from acting out your dreams. So, for example, if you fall asleep and you're mm. dreaming, you're dreaming that you're running, right? Um, you're your body becomes paralyzed so you don't start you know actually acting out like physically start running in your bed i, f I feel like some people have issues with that like people who uh, sleepwalk mm. I i'm not sure like scientifically but i believe that this mechanism must be in one way or another somewhat broken because they they are acting out their dreams it's yeah, in some strange sense. way yeah but I used to induce uh, sleep paralysis to myself um, for a couple of reasons, really. Um, it's like it's really strange because you um, you try to put your body to sleep, but keep your mind awake. So it's not like you go to sleep and then you wake up suddenly having sleep paralysis. You you go to bed or you know you lie down fully conscious and then you s sort of slowly transition yourself into sleep paralysis. And that transition is a very interesting um feeling it's like you know you can feel your body sort of just go numb and you're like fully awake um it's quite strange you, you start feeling very lightweight almost like floating or like it feels like you sink into the bed and then suddenly you know you will realize that you cannot move um which is kind of interesting and obviously sometimes it can be scary but um it's basically the same thing as lucid dreaming you can if you realize that it's all just a dream, you can um, you can manipulate it, mm. you know. And um, so I, I used to do it for for that. I, I wanted to experience, you know, that sort of lucid dreaming. Um, and another thing was, you know, I sort of wanted to fa face my fears too, you know, because if it does get scary, you know, I wanted to be like, well, you know what, I'm in control. I don't care, you know. Like I wanted to become comfortable with it, and it did help. Mm. One time that w was actually spooky is when I was successful. The one time is when I managed to pull myself out of the bed. So I imagined a rope, right? I was fully paralyzed, but I, I imagined a rope and I sort of 
pull myself up and I wasn't in a physical body. It was very strange. I was just like this energy. My, it's like my consciousness left my body and I could see myself sleeping. It was really strange. Um, and I am fully aware that it was just all, all just a dream. But, you know, it's a very strange thing. Like, it's, it's kind of like, you've ta- you know, you've taken some drug or something and you just flew off into the hyperspace. Mm. But it was like, you know, natural. Has the, cool. has the sleep paralysis demon ever attacked you? Yeah, it's tried to choke me, like, uh, with, with a pillow. Is once. that scary? Yeah, because you can't do anything about it, you know? You're, like, you're, you're trapped. You want to scream for help, but you can't. You cannot do anything. It's quite scary. Mm. It's, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge fear, you know? And sometimes people think that it's a ghost. Like, most, most of the time, you will look at, um, you know, like, if you watch TV or something, and you'll find, like, some... Um, some TV show on like paranormal activities or something, and people will be describing their ghost experience. Yeah, they will be literally describing a sleep paralysis. I was gonna say, I was yeah. gonna say, because I yeah. bet in a period of time where there wasn't really a concept sleep paralysis, people didn't get it. It wasn't like a, sci- a scientifically explained. I bet people always were saying, "Oh yeah, I saw a ghost last night." And it's yeah, like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Like, you didn't see a ghost. Yeah, like, no, but even to this day, you know, even with. Even with all the facts and all the scientific proof or whatnot, you know, like with all the information that's available, people still think that they've been visited by some evil spirit. It's probably because it's very intense. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It is. It's like, you know, it's just something unexplainable. You know, you can't really, Mm. you can't really, you know, it's just paranormal. Because it's so far apart from what you would normally experience on a day-to-day basis. You probably don't think in in lines of reason i guess yeah should i um should i give the instructions to how i do sleep paralysis or should i avoid yeah, it yeah do it really yeah. you think people will be interested in that um little interruption our neighbors just start blasting music so um if you hear something in the background don't blame us the it's song not on right now though is to be fair a pretty good song so you know we'll right. give them we'll give them the benefit of the doubt it's all good yeah it's all good that's all right um yeah so as as i was saying uh disclaimer you might experience the bad kind of sleep paralysis, uh, which, you know, you might be visited by the evil spirits and... <laughs> Someone climbing up the window, what's, the, what's going on? Yeah, um, so what you do, you, I'll, I'll keep it short, you just lie still in your bed for half an hour and you try to, you try to keep your mind awake. So you can't move your body at all, but you... You basically, the way you try to keep your mind awake is you think of geometrical shapes, maybe. You know, the more complex, the better. You try counting, you know, things like that. You just do that for half an hour. And you'll start feeling really strange sounds. Uh, yeah, really strange sounds. No, you'll start feeling really strange things. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Someone climbing out the window. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Well, um, yeah, we'll just preface the fact that there's a man... Climbing up that window. I mean, you know, we could. <laughs> this sounds unprofessional, but I kind of think it's funny, so it's all yeah, good. I, I'll sorry. forgive it. I mean, it's really sunny today. People are it in is. a very good mood. Yeah, that's. We're going to go to the beach at some point. I mean, that's I don't true. know if you are actually. You're going to, going to see some music. So. Yeah, I will. Well, back to the track. Uh, yeah. What was it? Uh, yeah, you might try it. Do it. You know, at your own risk. You might like it. You might not. I did it for a f- you know for a while, a few times. I enjoyed it. You know, it's good. I even enjoyed the bad parts too. 
because once you're out of it, you're like, oh my god, you know, I'm yeah. so happy I can. I'm so happy I'm not paralyzed and followed by shadow people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, I mean, if it is, if it is, you know, like scientifically explained, um, which which it is. I mean, I'm not I'm not doubting that. Um, have you had any what would you would call genuine paranormal experiences? Um, not firsthand, no. Yeah, I yeah I've I've, so. I've been around people who have like in the midst of experiencing it, mm. but and it wasn't anything like you know they call was it like um, it wasn't poltergeist, mm. and poltergeist is like a spirit that is sort of physically manifesting, you know, in like in a bad way, like pinching you or like breaking yeah. stuff and whatnot. Uh, no, it was just like someone was like, oh, I'm like. The, you, you know the dead grandma that you know just passed away two days ago um yeah she's right here <laughs> like what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i do i do genuinely feel like i don't know not either people are making it up or there is some explanation which just is quite abstract yeah um i don't know yeah same i mean i had one recently um not not me personally but i stay at my i stay at my friends a lot yeah. um and one of his housemates like, has a room facing onto the street. And he said how he said he saw like, a woman in Victorian clothing who gave her weird energy um, just walking down that street at like four in the morning. But then also, what? I mean, this guy doesn't really sleep. So could just be that he was, you know, just deluded, weird, right. like hallucinations, like induced mm. by a lack of sleep. So I'm yeah. not really sure, but I mean, I don't no, know. Sleep deprivation is definitely scary. You can't, you can't. Yeah, sleep deprivation can make you see weird spirit. I mean, I don't know. I remember my mum telling a story um, of when she went to see a Victorian house in our hometown. Yeah. And apparently she went with a friend and was, it's supposedly haunted. I mean, I don't know. But um, yeah, she like went to go for a door and then the door kept closing and she couldn't get through. Um, and it's because she had weak woman arms. No, I'm, oh, joking, I'm yeah. joking. Maybe it was just the wind or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it was inside the building, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, still, I mean, you know, a lot of these kind of ghost stories. I'm just like, really? Did it? You know, it could have been something that just made you think that. You know, it could have been something that could yeah. be explained. You know? I used to have very, very, very vivid dreams as a child. Yeah. I remember specifically one where. I'd be in my bed, which was like right next to a wall, right. and I'd get pulled through. This happened like four times this dream, by these two women, um, like older women, like attractive, like French-looking women. But they were really, yeah. they, I don't know, they were really malevolent. And they'd pull me into their boat, and we'd be rowing towards the shore of this weird little town. Um, and that, that was it every time. And I don't know, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even that... Um, a scary yeah, dream, it wasn't even or? that they were going to do anything. They just—it was just really what, weird just and quiet <laughs> and a bit dark, and it was more tonally strange. Like, I remember the first dream I vividly remember is one. It's really bizarre. It was going through a house, and I'm not—I'm not sure if it was maybe my first house because I moved when I was like three, so yeah. I don't really remember it. And I got brain damage as a kid, so my memories are really bad from when I was a child. Right. Um, just dropping that one in there, but yeah, like it kind of makes me shed doubt on any memories I had. You've mentioned that before, yeah. Yeah, it just makes me skeptical about my memories because it's That's like, true. I'm not really you can, sure. You know, your, your brain sometimes like it fill us, fills out the gaps too. Yeah. If you have like a few fragments, it will just sort of, that's what you do. You know, there was, I remember there was, I think it was a Vsauce episode actually where he talks about an experiment where um, 
there were like pictures from people's childhood. They took like some real pictures, and some of them they just superimposed the child into like something that never happened. And you know, they were like, "Oh, do you remember this?" And they were like, "Oh yeah." And they would make up a whole story. It's crazy. And it never happened. You know, like they generally believed they did. Mm. But it, it's just it's weird, you don't, right? It's, yeah, you just don't like the unknown. It's why stories. Yeah. It's why memories are so unreliable. Yeah, because it's like true. you sensationalize them a lot because you think of them in almost in a narrative sense. Yeah, you think of them in terms of, oh, is there a story here? How do I frame this as a story? Because obviously your life doesn't work in a narrative sense. So you give stories like memories a beginning, middle, and end. But actually, when you're experiencing things, there isn't really a clearly defined beginning, middle, yeah, and end. I thought this. I don't know. I always think this before. Back you know, to you go yeah. And do stuff. Back to Inception. That's the thing. Like dreams mm. never have a, a beginning. beginning. You just yeah. in the midst of things all of a sudden. Yeah, but you like to make sense of things by giving them yeah. structure. So I think. That makes it unreliable because you, in your own way, try and make sense of it by giving it a structure you think makes sense and yeah. which it almost entertains you as well because you do tell memories to entertain. Yeah. Like if you're recounting a memory to someone, you want it to be funny, so you're going to kind of amp it up a bit. But yeah, anyway, I was, um, I was about to explain this, the first dream I remember having, which was um, going for a house which might have been my first house. And it, yeah. nothing actually happened, but it's one of the scariest dreams I've ever had because it was literally just the house, pitch black, weird mm. music, like weird little piano notes playing in my head. And me at like ground level, um, first, like first person perspective, like you're in VR, just okay. crawling through this house, but like kind of almost drifting through like each room and it was really big and it was completely pitch black and almost it's as just if like, I was going to see something and because it was so like ominous and so strange and yeah, I don't know. It's just that fear of the unknown, like thinking you're going to see something even though, yeah. I don't know, I guess you want that sense of, I don't know, like climactic ending. So. Yeah, that's true. And then you jump out the window. <laughs> you jump out the window every time, man. Yeah. Um, back to ghosts. Um, so yeah, like memories and you know and, and dreams, they're not reliable. Like you, you know, because as we said, we can um, we can just basically um, not remember correctly, or you know, your brain can do trick, play tricks on you, and just sort of manipulate, right? Your yeah. your it's not factual. But what is factual is actual scientific studies. Um, and I'm going to talk about one now. And actually, it's one of the more interesting ones that I've found recently. You, okay. you ever heard about a ghost named Philip? Met him the other week, mate. You have, really? We went, we okay. went out together. We got a few drinks. Um, right. He stole my girlfriend. Basically, it was, um, it was a clinical trial done in Toronto in 1972. And... There was a group of random people, uh, and the aim of the experiment was to see if they could create a poltergeist from scratch. Um, just come up with a ghost, right? So they in they basically they invented the ghost. They fictionalized the ghost. Um, gave him a name, Philip. Gave him a backstory, and they well basically the people they got themselves to a point where they believed he was real. Like they, you know, they basically created this fictional person, and it worked. So they were able to create poltergeist activity from nothing, uh, which is very weird. Uh, what was it say? Yeah, the, the book is called Conjuring Philip, 
Uh, you can read it up if you want. I actually haven't read it. I read about the book, but not the actual book. But it's very strange because you can basically what like the I don't know. I, it must be quite a controversial study, I believe. But the point is that maybe ghosts don't exist. Maybe we just have some, you know, unexplainable powers, like telekinesis or or things like that, and unknowingly we can move things around you know or or create this poltergeist activity and it obviously it doesn't make sense so we just blame it on the ghosts maybe we are the ghosts how okay. about that we are the ghosts possibly i mean it'd be cool if you could control your you know if you if we if we had these powers it would be cool if we could consciously manipulate them you know consciously move things around Mm. And it's you know it's a it's an actual scientific thing that happened in the seventies. And how do you explain that? It's just like they were able to. I, I'm not sure how Philip manifested in terms of poltergeist what he actually did, but they couldn't explain it. I mean, you know, I think it's just paranoia, almost like mass hysteria. Well, sort of, but there was physical proof, right? Like things were actually moving around. Mm. Philip was moving things around, and he wasn't real. He wasn't, he wasn't even, you know, they just made him from scratch. It wasn't even like a real yeah. ghost, you know. It was like, oh, it's the ghost of, yeah. I don't know, Jack. It'd be interesting to see, <laughs> like, the study, though, and its credibility, you know. Right, yeah, I know. I mean, it's cool, though, as a concept. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, f- I do feel like it probably somewhat manifests from people's kind of, yeah, sense of fear, though, and a mass yeah. kind of... I mean, if you're, all, if you're telling everyone kind of, like, similar things and you're trying to get everyone in the same kind of mindset... And I feel like people right. are going to start kind of envisaging similar things. I'm not really sure, but if there's physical evidence, I don't really know how to describe that. No, but no idea. I think I'd have to look into the study, you know. Yeah, maybe, I know. maybe that's our homework. We come back and talk about Philip again, and we're like, we're going to take you down, Philip. <laughs> so, I mean, that, yeah, that could be like a conspiracy theory, you know. Maybe they yeah. just made this, not only made up Philip, but made up the entire study. Well, I got, I, <laughs> I watched, um, it's a really good film. I got into a while ago. Um, this kind of subgenre, I guess, on YouTube, yeah. which is debunking supposed psychics and people like oh, that. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Um, and they're really good. And the one guy who I think is like the best in that field is called James Randi. Right, James um, Randi. James Randi is amazing. He's like this old, like ex kind of magician, um, okay. illusionist dude um, who hates people basically manipulating what is essentially just being good at tricking people into making money based on fraudulent claims of like having powers or being supernatural when all it actually is is just like good showmanship and like craft and like craftsmanship um and yeah um his whole thing was basically he said if anyone can prove that they actually have like supernatural abilities, yeah. um, I will give them a million dollars. And Oh yeah, I've seen that. And yeah, like there's a really good film called An Honest Liar, which was really hard to find. I have a copy now. Um, it was really expensive and the, the DVD cover is crap, oh, but it was really, really worth getting because nice. it's super interesting. It's basically his life story about how he was like praised as being like the next Houdini. Um, yeah. But then, like, when his career was kind of over, like, when he had pushed himself physically, um, yeah, he dedicated the rest of his career to basically 
taking down people, not not for the sake of taking down people, taking yep. down people who basically made bold claims and then Served tried the to justice. manipulate it. Served the justice. Yeah, because like he, he did it out of yep. love for his craft and yep. other people did it out of love for money and tried to pretend yep. they were something they weren't. And, um, and some really good ones about him taking down people who supposedly you know, can do like magical shit. There's really great ones. There's one where like in a yeah. church, this preacher, like I think televangelist preacher, right. um, said that he, you know, could like tell what, tell like he knew who everyone was and he knew what their illnesses were and he could cure them. And then he intercepted a radio signal. Um, <laughs> he intercepts a radio signal in the place and then hears them basically, apparently they just went through the post of all of these people. Oh, like, that's terrible. Yeah, oh it's my terrible. God, and like he made Yuri Geller change his title. Um, so basically he Ooh. claimed to be like, Yuri, right. Yuri Geller is um, this guy who was big in like the 70s and 80s and said okay. he had mind control powers and could bend oh, right. spoons and stuff. <laughs> but then um, James Randi learned how to do it, did it and then got Yuri Geller into an environment where basically, because his whole thing was to, to prove people couldn't do it, he would, because he was such a genius at this type of yeah. stuff, he could do the things people were said they could do um, just through like sheer kind of ability. Right. Um, well, and bring they, them into would, controlled environments. Right, he would put them on the, in yeah, an environment where it wasn't on possible. The spot and he would right. basically, yeah, he would look at every way they could conceivably do this, wow. knock all of them away, beyond like the ones which could be psychic and then right. no one ever passed the challenge because he made it such a controlled environment right. so i don't know i think when people kind of make these bold claims a lot of the time i just don't think it's well researched enough and like yeah that's true a lot a lot of it has doubt shed on it because it's not really so he, he debunked all those people, he debunked right? them and i think so i think i wonder what these, what was his name again the james randy james randy i wonder what his thoughts on philip would be I know he. I, I mean, I think he would want to look at it, look at all the evidence. He's probably. He's probably. I mean, he must be aware of it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just wonder. I want. I want. I would love to like just hear his thoughts on on. on yeah, that I think trial. he's just. I think he's just very pragmatic. Like wants all things to yeah. be well researched. And is, I think is he still like around? This, yeah, he's still around. Should man. we send him an email? He's very old now. He is in his nineties, I believe, or eighties. Should we still send him an email? <laughs> Let's send him an email. Sure. Okay, we're gonna ask. <laughs> he's him. an amazing man. Yeah. But yeah. I know, I think like, yeah, just like a final point is that with these things, I think a lot of the time it's kind of based off like rumors and myths and, yeah. you know, people don't really look beyond the very kind of like surface things that they hear. Yeah. And you need to look more into things to kind of really believe in them. Like if yeah, you can, if you can prove beyond any doubt that these things happen and like, there's no kind of doubt about it at all, then sure, believe them. But yeah, people jump at it, you know, people jump at these things. That's true. They just, I don't even know. They try to make sense of it or try to make money. Yeah. Well, Although. you know, with my uh, brand new psychic abilities yeah. that I've just uh, realized I had all along. Whoa, man. <laughs> I know, right? Let's get James Randi and see if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I, wait, let me, let me, uh, let me browse through the astral space. Uh, let me see. What what is what are the stars saying to me? I mean, there are no stars now, but I can. Oh, they're still there, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They. <laughs> we just can't see them. Oh, yeah. They're that's gone. very true. <laughs> Who did it? Uh, Thanos. Um, it says that uh, it's about to be Wednesday. It's about to be Wednesday. Oh my god. Yeah. Maybe we should end the podcast before it turns Wednesday. We can't. We yeah, can't we can't. Yeah, yeah, we can't do it. Our okay. podcast might explode. I might spontaneously combust if it's Wednesday and we're on the podcast. 
I'm scared. <laughs> it's like the film Speed, you know, but with with Wednesday and podcast. Yeah, and yeah. no Jason Statham. No, no, it was Keanu Reeves, buddy, and Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I was thinking of um, <laughs> Crank. Was <it>? Crank. <laughs> both five letters, both one word. No, that's my biggest shame ever. I know speed. It's the film where like you can't go over a certain speed. No, you can't go below. A you can't. Speed. Yeah, you can't do. This or you got to explode. Yeah, it's like in Father's Head. They do a parody of that where um they can't drive the milk float over five miles per hour, <laughs> or or, or under under five miles per hour. Like they're driving a milk float and it's rigged with a bomb. And he's just going around a roundabout for like seven hours in this milk float <laughs> to stop the bomb exploding. That's crazy. <laughs> or stop the milk exploding. Yeah. Oh, I'm so ashamed decent. of myself. But, you know, <laughs> you okay. know I know. Yeah, you we know. We all I make know. mistakes. You see, that's yeah. that's just that's just the proof that, you know, your memory isn't that My great. My memory's sometimes. unreliable. Yeah. That's good. None of ours are. No. Yeah. So, so maybe everything we say is yeah. is should be held with doubt. We'll get back to you people about the What's uh, jo- j- new? What's his name again? James Randy, Randy something. James Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said Randy Newman. But right, we'll get back to you about Randy Newman. <laughs> Guest yeah. appearance. Well, thank you, everyone. It's been very emotional. Tell us, tell us any ghost stories you might have, actually. Yeah. If you, you want to, yeah, that would be amazing. Please tell us. Not even like necessarily for the threat episode, just because mm. it's super interesting. And really I love is. that stuff. I love paranormal stuff. It's so fun. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. see you next, not Wednesday then. Yeah, next, <laughs> not Wednesday. Later, cool. people. All right. Laters.